0: If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, we continue with special coverage uh, from an undisclosed location uh, today, friends. And I did not intend to make it so mysterious, but it is a very concerning day that the world is facing. If you've seen the headlines today, you know that Benjamin Netanyahu has pledged that we have just begun the retaliation against, really, the Iran-backed attack on Israel. And what happens from here, we continue to discuss today. Uh, Let's turn to Katie McFarland, who is the civilian equivalent of a four-star general or admiral. She has served multiple administrations as national security roles uh, have demanded. And she rejoins us with a great piece today at foxnews.com titled, Terrorists are fighting war on Israel, but one country is pulling the strings. KT, I think that we need to continue to tell the world that Iran, 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 Iran is the problem. Uh, We have to deal with this rogue country, this danger to all of planet Earth, and the globe needs to speak with one voice. Your thoughts?
1: Well, sadly, you know, I think you're right, but sadly, the world will not speak with one voice. And my concern is all of this is that Iran is, is pulling the strings, not just with Hamas, but trying to pull the strings with the world. What they want is a fight with Israel. They want Israel to go into Gaza. They want to see civilian casualties. And Hamas says Hamas uses women and children as human shields. They want that. Why do they want that? Because they want to disrupt any Arab-Israeli peace, any peace between Israel and Saudi Arabia, which is imminent, They want to undo the Abraham Accords, and they want the world to look at Israel, not Iran, but Israel, as the pariah nation and abandon Israel, and then Iran feels it goes in for the kill.
0: What is the United States' role in advising or lending logistics or whatever else? And is there a possibility that Netanyahu could uh, do two things at once, target the Gaza Planning sites, but maybe also hit a target or two in Iran. What would the what would the impact be there?
1: Well, the, the first question is: What well, so? What's the U.S. role with regard to Israel? I, I want to point out that 50 years ago, almost to the day, I was in the White House Situation Room working as a young junior aide to Henry Kissinger when the first Yom Kippur War happened, and all the Arab countries, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Syria, etc., Jordan, etc., they all invaded Israel together. The first phone call that my ear, the Israeli prime minister made, was to, to Henry Kissinger, the national security advisor, my boss, and to Richard Nixon, saying, we have a surprise attack, we're being hit on all sides. The first response of Nixon and Kissinger was, how can we help? And what Israel needed was resupply as they were drawing, as they were using up their weapons, they wanted to be resupplied. And the second thing they wanted was U.S. intelligence because our sophisticated particular satellite technology is so much better than anybody's. Immediately, the United States went in to help. Now, we sent stuff on C-130s. European countries didn't want to take sides, didn't want to support Israel. They would not let American aircraft refuel on European air sites on their way to Israel. So that's one indication. Nothing much has changed in the last 50 years, except the adversary this time is Iran. Mm -hmm. And my concern is that what Iran is doing is trying to isolate Israel, as I said. And the phone call between Biden and Netanyahu, or maybe Netanyahu and the people who are really in charge in the White House, was to ask for two things. Can you back us up? Can you backfill us for weapons? We want diplomatic support, and we want to have intelligence that you're collecting to help us fight this war. That was all forthcoming. President Biden, three days ago, said we stand with Israel. But here's what I worry happens next, which is as Israel does go into the Gaza and does kill off Hamas, Hamas political and military leadership, and does blow up the arms depots and does have civilian casualties because, again, Hamas puts its military they do it service. on purpose. Yeah. They want their human shields. They want their people to die because they want the PR value and the shock value of it, that the world public opinion starts turning against Israel. And that's the sticking point for Biden. Is he going to backfill his support or is he going to like walk away from supporting Israel? And if that happens, and a month from now, Israel concludes, we're on our own. The Europeans aren't supporting us. The Americans aren't supporting us. We have nothing left to lose. We know we have to stop Iran's nuclear program because Iran has just shown that they are very comfortable with bo- taking little tiny Israeli two-year-olds, putting them in cages, Just reminiscent of Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, that that's how Iran wants to act. That's how Hamas wants to act. If that's what the world we're facing, we're going to do it on Iran and we're going to go take out those Iranian nuclear sites. And then you got a bigger war. Now, the second question is the Hamas question and plus the Hezbollah question in the north. And I think it will be difficult, although not impossible, for Israel to take on two and potentially even a three-sided war.
0: The thing that I've wondered uh, and having been to Israel three three or four times in the last uh, six, seven years um, is why Israel does not retake Gaza and the West Bank, what they call the West Bank. It's actually much larger than the West Bank, Um, but why they don't take that territory and tell the world to stick a fork in it like they just they every time they give up land, they end up suffering these types of uh, atrocities.
1: Yeah, now Israel did occupy the. I think it's for geography. It's worth thinking about where is Israel located. Think of Israel as a big peanut, standing on a, a standing upright. On the left side of the peanut is the it's called the Gaza Strip, and that's where Hamas is operating out of. Very densely populated, urban populated. They're just stoked on anger and murder and all the horrible things you can think of. On the east side, the right side of the peanut is called the West Bank. Even though it's on the east, it's called the West Bank. And that's where the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Army, and that's where the various splinter groups of the PLO are. Israel occupies part of that, but there's a part of it that they don't occupy. In the north, and the north is where the most dangerous military threat is, is Lebanon. And that's the um, Hezbollah, again, supported by and paid for by Iran. And if the Hezbollah moves in the northern part of the peanut northern part of Israel and moves in and tries to take the Golan Heights, um, which is the commanding heights of the entire region from Lebanon to Syria to Israel, even over to Jordan, then Israel has a really big problem and has a really big problem defending it's the whole north of Israel.
0: All right. Um, real quick, KT, a final question. Uh, to what degree did six billion dollars that Joe Biden give Iran just a few weeks ago have anything to do with this?
1: You know, this is what makes me so mad. Money is fungible. You give Iran six billion, you promise to give Iran six billion. They're going to spend that six billion and they're not going to spend it on, on hospitals and maternity wards and medicine for babies. They're spending it on Hamas and Hezbollah and weapons and death to Israel.
0: All right, KT, we're gonna be checking in with you as this proceeds. Thank you for your insights, and as always, thank you for helping us understand. It's a pleasure. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back, don't go away.